Welcome back to another episode of Yes, Dinosaurs Are Extinct. Now, how can we get rid of these homosexuals? Woo! What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Rain Coleman of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, and you are rocking with none other than John, the John Effect, the Brolivia Pope, the Cheekbone Jones, all that good shit. Sit back, relax, listen to the flip, enjoy the show, tweet, and all that good shit. All right, y'all. Present good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time. The one and only. There never will be another. It's a new month. It is July. And we're back. Like, I'm one half of this operation. I am John Salvatore. I am joined by my partner in crime. What's up, y'all? Rain Coleman, the Carefree Blurred. Happy to be back again. Back like we never left. And I am ready to be a homosexual on this episode. <laughs> so are you ready for the shit and giggles, my boy? I'm ready. I'm ready, man. So we usually talk about Marvel shit in the beginning, but we're going we're gonna to speed through that. I'm going to just tell you this, because I know we were talking earlier today. You need to catch up on Ms. Marvel. Let me tell you this. I give the entire series an A. The finale, Mm. nigga, the finale, I'm going to say less. Um, I still have not seen Thor Love and Thunder. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you said you were going to see it. Did you end up seeing it? Man, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure didn't. All right. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to see it. It just wasn't. I got to see it on the first day. But I have luckily avoided um, spoilers on cross social media. I don't know right, if that's right. a bad thing or maybe nobody was talking about it because I feel like a lot of people were talking about Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Man. And I just don't know if I felt that same fever from Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, what's up next for me, which I'm really looking forward to, is I'm really looking forward to uh, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. So, I think we are a month out from that, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. But what I want to chop up before we get into the shits and giggles, and th- I had I I saw this last night, and I was like, drugs are a hell of a thing. Oh no! So, <laughs> um, what's the boy name? He uh, Orlando Brown. Oh, yeah. Why Orlando Brown is being interviewed in the year of our Lord 2022 is beyond me. Because I I could not tell you the last thing that he's been relevant in. But for him to just, and he didn't just blurt it out. Someone asked him a question, which I guess triggered him to say some things. He said, (laughs) Bow Wow, Boward Howard, stunt double to Lil Mama. (laughs) It's got some bomb-ass pussy. So when I heard this, let me say this. This was not the first, the second, the third, or the fourth time that I have heard someone utter tweet mention that Bow Wow has some good pussy. Um, I have a few industry friends over the years, and let's just, like I said, I have heard this before. I'm just surprised that it is making the rounds now. How, did, have you seen the clip? How how are you feeling? Oh yeah. How, that, what was your initial response? Like, how were you? Uh, it was shock, and not even shock at like what was said. Because I mean, sure, whatever. People have probably messed around, but like everything surrounding it, because it was to me unprovoked. Uh, the interviewer was like, "Wish upon a with Brown was like, I got about Brown. Brown got some good pussy." And I was like, "Wait a minute now!" And so my shock wasn't even from hearing a man referred to in that way. None of the usual cis head kind of shocking things, but it was more or less like, "What is happening, <laughs> or what has happened that has triggered this casual ass declaration from Orlando? Like, what is going on?" 
<laughs> and I feel like this is not the first, like, I feel, I don't know his orientation. I'm never going to put that on anyone. You know, is he fluid? Is he pan? Is he gender non I don't know, but he's very casual when he is talking about male on male sexual activities. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I like that if it were in a positive way, but when he brings it up, it's always like negative. And I'm like, I don't mm. like that, but I digress. I, I just, I, I had to bring that to the table. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, really? yeah. <sighs> so, you want a fan cast or you want to fuck Mary Kill? What do you want to do first? Um, damn, I can't remember what we did last time. I I want to fuck Mary Kill, but I, I, I don't think I'm a little nervous. I'm going to have to fuck Mary Kill. Okay, you want to do fuck Mary Kill? You want to go first? Yeah, let's first. do it. Uh, let me let me go ahead and get this out the way. Oh, oh let's God, see if, let's see if we are wonder twinning over here today. Uh, um. Okay. So fuck Mary Kill. Oh, this is the the Goo Pussy Boys edition. The what edition? <laughs> the Goo Pussy Boys edition. Well, shit. Well, shit. Yo, um, okay, so John Legend, okay, Bow Wow, and Aubrey Denise. <laughs> I mean, oh, you said it up so worry. well. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay, ooh, okay. Um, well. Easily, I am going to kill Boward Howard. Bro, <laughs> what? You ain't got no money. Though no, I've heard, oh, no. I've heard for the better part of 15 years, you got some good pussy. I don't want oh, it. No. You broke. <laughs> I want it. You a broke ass bitch. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Um, oh, wow. I mean, the promo code is always. Drake is a bad yellow bitch. Yellow, not yellow. Um, so I am going to marry Drake. Drake's money is long. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm okay. So let me go back. So how do I feel Bow Wow sex hits? Um I feel about ba- I feel like he's one of those I don't touch my dick type of boys. And when I say boys, I'm talking about grown men. Boys does not mean children. It means just what it is, grown men or males, whatever. Um, I feel like he's a pillow princess because he know he got some good pussy. He just sits there and is just okay with it. And where the good pussy can be sustainable I need you to learn some other tricks. I like that's a dog I want to show some other tricks to. So I don't feel like his sex would hit. Um Miss Denise Graham. Um clearly married for the obvious reasons. I I feel like Drake is boring in bed. I feel like he he has a lot of ideas and he throws a lot of things to see what will stick, but I feel like nothing is hitting i feel like Mm. like the head is just okay i feel like that hole really ain't hitting on nothing i feel like it's used in um so i'm just not i don't know nothing about drake you know makes me wet where i pee so it's a (laughs) so i am going to fuck john Legends, mm-hmm. that ass is fat. I know, I know he's got some A one grade one pussy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that grips. Oh. It, it will grip. I feel like the grip on that. You like, damn, then you bit my dick. Like, I feel like it as is deep 
as the Arctic Ocean, mm, okay. I feel like it's wetter than the rainforest. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> I feel like he can move it counterclockwise. You know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> My little shirt tips, cutie, John Legend. I I would beat those walls loose. Do you hear me? Loose. <laughs> Nose Why your nose bleeding? Because I got my walls beaded. Okay, John. Oh, no. I mean, hey, it is what it is. I can't play and sway. How you doing? Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I hear you. You need all, it all seems to track. Even the, the bow wow. <laughs> I just, I, just, you cute, but you ain't that cute. Your pussy good, but you got to put in some oh. work. Like, you don't even want to do missionary. You just want to lay on your stomach with your face in the pillow. And you don't even want to, he don't even want to chew it out. He barely want to open his legs up. But anyway. No. Oh, I, I, I'm throwing no. you a curveball because I said, I don't think you're going to be prepared for this. But are you ready for your fucking? I'm game? ready. I'm ready. So this is a 90s heartthrob edition. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for the players? I'm ready. First up, Mr. Bumper Robinson. You may mm. know him from the Generation X movie. Yes. Single, uh, Different World. Yes. Countless. If it was a black mm. sitcom in the 90s into the mid-2000s, this man yes. was on it. Our next player, Wesley Jonathan. I know mm. you know who that is. Mm. And last and certainly not least, I had to throw a little biracialness in there. Oh, Taj uh, <laughs> Mallory. Uh, we all know who Taj Mallory is. So, yes. Ray, yes. who you gonna fuck? Who you gonna marry? And who you gonna kill? Oh my God, I would have to. Oh, and let us know what that sex is hitting on. Oh, okay. So, Ah, okay, so Wesley, I'd probably have to kill. Damn. I'd probably have to kill. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. Just, Is this the second this. month of you killing the darkest member of the set? Oh, oh not this at, feels oh anti-black. Oh, I mean, goodness. right. Oh, Lord, cancel me. No. Um, <laughs> Don't cancel my brother. He, had, he can do what he wants. It's our show. How about that? I would truly fuck all of them, but... um. You know, <laughs> no, um, I think Taj, has, you know, he probably has a little bit. Well, damn, I'm trying to think, like, because I'm, I'm thinking of him, but I'm thinking of him in comparison to his sisters as far as, like, that bank account. So would that be worth, you know, fuck, I'm just going to stick to the physicality of it all. Um, and I would say, damn, this is a really good one. Because we are talking a throwback. We're talking three men who I grew up, like, seeing on TV. Uh, see, Bumper, though. Oh, mm. Bumper should have hmm? been much bigger than he was. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what I saw. Feel. That's what I'm like, man. Um, this nigga do for the... It don't matter. He's fine as hell. This, this uh, light-skinned nigga, this was definitely... Whew, I was already in love with Generation X, so seeing this thing on there, that did it for me. Um, who are you so, uh, damn. See, but I like Taj. Like, and the funny thing is, all three of them kind of hit different points of different types of folks I've been bothered with. You know what I'm saying? This uh, very petite, red, uh, young, you know, nigga. Uh, 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 daddy issues type, and then this, uh, I don't know, fucking Nick Cannon adjacent ass nigga. So let me see. Okay, so fuck very kill. I'm uh, yeah, Wesley, yes. Uh, <laughs> so bumper, I'd have to, I'd have to fucking, I, I would, I would, I think it would speak to that issue of like nostalgia, being attracted to him as being younger, then seeing him being older and like again having fucking daddy issues. I, I ain't scared to admit it. Um, so I'd have to, <laughs> but see, I don't know what that sex would be like. Cause I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking a good time, but I'm thinking 
regular. You shit. get regular thinking, sex from Bumper Robinson? I, I do, Nigga. I do, okay. I do. I feel like it would be good, but I'm not seeing spit in the mouth, sex on the roof, uh, roof of a car, roof of a building. Uh, pull over on the side of the road, fucking to your knees deep into the the soil. I'm not getting that from hell. Okay. I, and it's not, you ain't no wrong with that. I'm just thinking like we gonna go and have a good old time. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just don't get. Now I feel like I would shit make it good. I'm gonna tie you up and hang you from the ceiling. But um, but no, I just think it's I think I get regular. I get regular. I get super um, passionate. And Raw Dog McGraw. Ow! Yeah, I think Connors would be out the door. I feel like, you know, they, they're getting either holes punched in them or they're getting sliced up. No, I was no but, uh, <laughs> uh, but that's what I get from him. Um, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Damn, this one is hard because they're so different, but. Mm, um, what I killed. How would I kill Wesley? Uh, I'd probably mm, kill Wesley um, <laughs> and Mary Todd. I yeah, I'd, I'd have to. And with Todd, I'm thinking, and this is me projecting or or whatever, whatever the term is. But I'm thinking nasty, filthy, disgusting, degrading sexual activity. I I mean I agree. Taj gives me cream pie come down. And I am. I've all always for thought it. that. But my okay. So when I think of Taj and I think of cream pie come dump, I don't think of it in a <laughs> sexy way because oh, no. I feel like it in a I'm a white man's whore literally kind of way. And oh my god! Kind of vibes. <laughs> so that's why I can't get with Taj. See, I don't see that, and I don't know what it's like. I'm, I'm like very much attracted to that fucking pocket size nigga. So I would definitely, okay. I mean, slap that dog collar leash on him and and, and get oh. it going. Like I just feel <laughs> like that is somebody who you can definitely, you know, at the movies. Which I don't condone public sex to get on no registry list, y'all. But don't, you can do some flipping. Listen to your and, Uncle Rain. Don't get on the registry. <laughs> No, because these folks out here on Twitter and OnlyFans doing shit that is nice, but in the wrong spaces. Don't do this shit in the Target parking lot. But no, I do feel like that motherfucker is nasty and very obedient. That's what I, I definitely get, get submissive, obedient yes. little pup from him. Yeah, so I'm definitely like, slap this butt plug in your ass, put the dog oh. collar around your neck, and we're going to walk you around in this house for a little bit on your knees. Like, I'm really for. Help. But that's just that's what I that's how I see. Uh, I don't want to get too much about my own sex life, but you know that's what I see. Uh, that's why I marry him because you know you can wake up every day of your life doing that shit. Um, and then Wesley, I'm killing, and it's just off default. It's not even because I'm not attracted to this nigga. It's not because he's so much less than the other two. It's just default. Um, but Wesley, I'm thinking good sex. I'm thinking might come off a little corny. But is definitely into fetishes. Talking about water sports, talking about feet, talking about threesomes. I, I think yeah. this nigga is definitely open to it all to try at least once. He might not go back to the well more than once on some shit, but I feel like once you're in there and you're doing a damn thing, anything goes. I agree. So like, I, I think he's yeah. he's a like he gives me his fingertips smell like Newports, and I don't like that because I have, <laughs> I have dated guys. And I'm like, you are so fine and you are so freaky, but your fingertips smell like Newport. Like it's just like go wash your hands, go sanitize. But um, go wash your hands. I, I'm serious. Go ahead and wash your hands. Yo, so, we are bringing say three nice things. Over to Gay Side Stories Reimagined. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to give you said person, and I want you to say three nice things. Good Lord. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? I am. Your person, Jeremy Renner. Mother. 
fucker. <laughs> Mother the fuck fucker. I forfeit. I'll see y'all next month. What the fuck? No. Oh. I have been planning. The moment I said I'm bringing uh, three nice things over to Gay Side Stories Reimagined, I said, I'm starting out the gate with Jeremy Renner for uh, playing. Fuck him. How about that? <laughs> um, okay, three nice things. One, I enjoy the way that he looks like a human version of Droopy the dog. So I think that's a wonderful look. I think that's a very nice accomplishment for a human person is to resemble a cartoon dog so well. Um, what else? I... Um, I, look, I think, you know, because it's, it's hard. Everyone doesn't have that gift to look like animation from the 40s or whatever. I don't know. Um, uh, another nice thing. Um, that's all I got. No, let me see. Um, I, I do think. Oh, OK. I. Hmm. How do I phrase this? I. Do not like, mm, nope. I think that Jeremy Renner, I love the name Jeremy. Okay. I love, I feel like, and I, and I, though I do not like him, I do think the name fits. And I don't even mean that to be shady. I do like the name Jeremy, and I do feel like it, it he wears it well. He is, yes, I'll say that. Um, Ugh. I do. Oh, this now. Okay, I can say this. I do like that he is depicting a hero, although poorly, a very um, important Marvel character who, for whatever reason, he's not deaf like he should be like that the character should be deaf um i still think that him portraying that character for so long is a good thing um because we got kate bishop hmm no um i do enjoy that hawkeye does exist um, see, I don't know because it just he feels so MAGA to me. He feels just very MAGA, just dirty. Um, okay. Uh, I um oh, I think he has a very long career, and that's not something that everyone, even certain white men, can say. So, in spite of him looking like a cartoon dog, he has had a long and prosperous career, and that is something to be proud of. Okay. I do not like him. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I'm nervous now because I'm curious to who I'm being given. Yeah. Um, okay. So this, we pick anybody. This could be... Anybody. Human, anybody under the sun. Cartoon. Okay. See, I want to go... With one person, okay. Uh, but I have another, and I, I, I don't. I feel like I know, but I don't know enough about if you hate this person truly or not. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a shot. This is not who I think you would think I would give you, but I would like for you to say three nice things about um, Elena Gilbert. Oh God. Mm hmm. Three nice things about Elena Gilbert. Mm -hmm. Whew, at the ball. Um, okay, one, she has great taste in best friends, as Bonnie mm -hmm. Bennett is her best friend, played mm -hmm. by gorgeous and talented Kat Graham, even yep. though she is shitty to not only Bonnie, but everyone. So that's one. Mm -hmm. Ooh, mm -hmm. two. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> Yo. Whoa. Okay. Um. She allowed a spell to preserve Bonnie's life by having her go into a coma so Bonnie could live out the rest of her life. So when Bonnie came, when Bonnie passed away, Elena could well wake up, which again was, I guess, a redeeming thing because Bonnie is human or mm-hmm. not human, she's a witch. But um, but now that I think about it, well, it, I guess it's, it's generous-ish because uh, <laughs> Elena's a vampire, so essentially she's eternal. And um, where Bonnie's a witch, I believe witches eventually die so they can live a long time, not as long as vampires. So that's a second one. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, three nice things. Um, <laughs> she did not have the entire male cast in her orifices the way that Caroline Forbes did, because Caroline had Stefan, Damon, Tyler, Alaric, Klaus. Uh, Elena just had Stefan and Damon. So um, mm. he's not the biggest whore in Mystic Falls. Oh. <laughs> so that's, mm. that's the good thing. Jackie, I know when you're listening to this, you're going to be like, John, what the fuck? I it's hard. I fucking hate Elena Gilbert. She's the <laughs> mustiest character to ever grace the CW. And that's mm-hmm. saying a lot because we had Cheryl Blossom's mama selling pussy oh, for Riverdale. Had oh, a discount rate. That, oh, that was a terrible time. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but we are going to take a small break and we're going to come back and we're going to get into topics, tops. And topping, so we'll catch you in just a set. You say I really am, but when you do it sounds bogey. So why don't you get to know me? I remind you of the homie and make you forget about everybody that's before me. She said I hope so, cause the mother niggas flow be. Had me getting hurt all the time. I'm like Kobe, so I be with Adobe in my A like Sobe. All these niggas tryna hit it, even bitches on a low beat. Brooklyn like nah, son. Harlem like Yobi. It's wet like the ocean well, dick like Moby. We need to stick together, real ones click together. Since we both get into it, we can hit that lick together, get that money. You just need a real one, one dime, that money. stack up to a million, one dime, back up in the building, one dime, shout out to the real ones, one dime, see you might have had some, but you need a real one, you might have had some, but you need a real one, you might have had some, but you need a So when we come up with topics and toppings and tops for, you know, gay side stories reimagined, we like to balance it with some some lightness and then you know some seriousness and things of that nature so i feel like the topic we're going to talk about or chop up is kind of in the middle where it's not heavy heavy but it's not super light so Mm -hmm. i want to talk about and i would love you know for you to share with the audience what you feel comfortable with you know we're talking about intersectionality through our lenses like existing in two different spaces um, so I'm gonna let you start and then, you know, I'll kind of come up with some of my experiences and then we'll compare notes and good things like that. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, intersectionality is such a interesting, um, idea and, uh, something that affects everyone. Yes. Um, even the white folks, <laughs> like this yeah. affects everyone. Um, but for me, it, it, in my older age. I don't want to say I see it more, but me, a queer identifying person who is black, I am a man. Um, shit, do I got a disability? Or should I wear glasses? So that's something. But there's so many different uh, kind of access, uh, nexus points or whatnot where yeah. like my identities do overlap. Um, and that could be in the form of a privilege or something that's oppressive. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm noticing simply with my body, nothing else, no sexuality, no hobbies or interests, 
literally just my body. There is so much. Like I'm extremely political by nature of existing. Uh, being a tall, thick-built Black man who, depending on your perception, can invoke a certain feeling in a certain person. Right. But then also um, you add on, so the Blackness where, you know, and as simply put as possible, it's the thing that, you know, white folks is, is can be threatened by. Anybody but focus on white folks just because, you know, the political climate. Um, and then you also add that queer element. And then you also add where I am in space. So me in a T-shirt and some basketball shorts in the wrong neighborhood can have me look in a certain way that could put me at, at risk of just right. existing. But then you put, just because my blackness and my body, but then you put that same body, same outfit in the neighborhood barbershop and I'm under attack for an entirely different thing. It's now my queerness. But then the way that I look and the way that I maneuver is in such a way where I think I would quote unquote be passing more than like a extremely noticeably effeminate man would. But right. even in the midst of that, I also have to consider my age. I have gray in my beard. And I can't deny that me in my 30s versus me at early 20s walking into the same space is going to be perceived a little bit differently. Okay. Um, so it's it's so heavy. Um, I always go back to that idea that everybody wears many hats. You're not the same person with your friends as you are with your older cousins as you are with your aunts and uncles that yes. you are when you're with at work or even at church or at the club. Like, so the idea of being fake or like favoring one part of yourself over the other, I think even when it comes to that, it it varies depending on which hat you're wearing and what hat you're wearing is pretty much down to survival. Um, so again, if I'm in a barbershop, and I'm like, oh, shit, am I doing something? Is my wrist a little too limp? Am I like, can somebody see something in me that this young 21-year-old in my, in my inner self is, is like noticeably queer? And it's mm -hmm. like, no, you're a big-ass nigga who is just there. Like, you're in your head. And even if that was the case that something is being seen, who the fuck going to say something to me? I'm a big-ass grown man. You know what I'm saying? So, right. um, and this is me versus when I'm at work, you know, with a nice little button down shirt. Um, some of the, uh, when I'm on the phone, take some of the bass out of my voice because I know that though I like to deny it, I have a bit of an accent and I need for these people to hear me clearly when I'm speaking or in these meetings. So it's intersectionality is such a beautiful and such a chaotic thing. It is. Because a lot of times it comes down to the perception of you and not even always the way you see yourself. Let me say this because you brought it up. You brought it up. So I, and this is not a shameless plug. This is the real deal. So I listened to Rain's podcast with Mr. Hayes decoding Tom Swift. And every mm -hmm. time you say cousin, I get my fucking life. I love the way you pronounce cousin. I love it. And I did yeah. not even text you when I'm listening. Like, I live text Rain while I'm listening. And I'm like, his cousin. I love it. I fucking love that. I love Yo. that. Uh, but I, I definitely agree. And I think, even though I feel like most every gay podcaster at this point has had the barbershop conversation. Yeah. Um, I think we have, I've heard you have it because I remember you were on the man show years back with Huey mm -hmm. and Jay. And, yeah. you know, I, that, that was my, one of my early introductions to you, mm -hmm. you know, as a, me being a listener. And I was like, okay. Um, but we haven't really, I want to kind of bring that and kind of remix it on a mm -hmm. future gay side story. I don't know if we're going to necessarily have a guest, but it would be interesting to revisit that because as we are progressing, and I'm using polite air quotes there, but yeah. yeah, so as, you know, someone that is Black and gay and, you know, a millennial, like, 
intersectionality is important. Um, where I would love to be a nexus being, you hit the nail on the head. We are different things to different mm -hmm. people. We are different versions of ourselves. And I kind of liken it to code switching in a mm -hmm. small degree, not full-heartedly, but in a degree, you know, intersectionality is there's there are aspects of code switching because you have to look at it like this, where we are men and we benefit from privilege, we are also black. And mm -hmm. that is not something that a lot of people like. I'm not gonna be, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna go there, but we are not the most liked. And then you add the gay part or the queer part or however we identify. And they're definitely not rocking with that. Where they say, oh, we're inclusive. It's great to say that so that you can get your check mark off on your quality score. But mm -hmm. do you really stand behind that? Or are you just saying that? And then the cameras go off and it's like, fuck these faggots. But um, <laughs> it's like, My okay. Parents. So then we take a deeper dive. So we're, we're in the gay space. And then, you know, as, you know, men of color, we have to deal with, those politics there. It's like desirability politics. Well, um, we say that we like dark-skinned men or we say we like thicker men. And it's great to say that on social media, but in the real world, are we still walking that walk and talking that walk? Or are you just being performative for social media? Because we want to say the pendulum has swung from the desired aesthetic being light-skinned with light eyes and curly hair. And it's just like, damn. So we, we were faced with that, the complexion thing where, you know, my preference is light skin, my preference is dark skin. We we're dealing with that within black and brown gay communities. And then with the other piece is, well, the body type. Well, some people like twinks, some people like otters, some people like bears. And it's just like, how do you navigate in that space? And then like, not only that, so, as nerds, as you know, content creators, navigating being black and brown and gay and bisexual and pansexual and content creating, you're faced with you know those perils. And it's like, damn, you're having to navigate in so many spaces. And it's like, this shit can get exhausting. Like you want yes. to be as universal as you can. Like my whole thing is I, I want to I'm not check off all boxes. I want to be universally appealing to everyone, like especially when it comes to, like content creation. I'm I'm not pandering to one particular audience. I want all y'all. I want the women. I want the niggas. I want the gays. Yeah. I want the church queens. You know, I want the trade. I want everyone. Like I, it's a hodgepodge. Everybody come and get in the shepherd's pie and let's mix it up. So you know, that, that's how I approach things. And then you got to look at it at work. Like, like you brought up changing your voice, like putting on a persona. Because of course, how I talk on the podcast is how I am in real life. But when I'm at work, because it's work and I'm never going to fuck with my money. So yeah, I'm like, y'all think I sound white now on this show. Imagine me at fucking work. And then especially if I don't have my shit updated on Zoom or my picture in the company directory. Mm. And then, you know, it's just like, oh, okay, you're a color. You're a colored man. Oh, no. <laughs> I am. And then even with that, so to even go a step further, so I'm a Black Cuban man. So then I have to deal with, well, you are Latino, but you're dark-skinned. And I'm like, mm. Because I'm like, Cuban, Afro-Latinos, it's not, it's not one aesthetic. There are so many different looks that can come in this culture. And I'm just like, I hate that people do not understand that. And I'm like, okay. And it's what's always funny to me is when I am home in Maryland, and I'm visiting, and I'm always there like at least once a month, people come up to me. And they like when I when I'm out and about, people will come up to me 
And this is just me, me walking, you know, chilling with, you know, my, my friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. When people like talk to me, they immediately speak to me in Spanish. I remember mm. when we went to New York a couple years ago, and I think I even told this on the podcast parts of the story. When I was in New York, people were speaking to me in Spanish. Like when I'm like okay. when I'm like on app, like say I'm on particular hookup apps, I'm always getting the messages in Spanish. And oh, I'm like, wow. I think that's like where I I think. It's visible that, I mean, I, it, I'm black, but I, like, I don't know how to articulate. So I'm clearly my phenotypes. I look black, but I mean, I am black and I am Latino and Cuban. So I, mm. I just think it's interesting that people come to me speaking Spanish to me without me having to say anything, and they mm. just come to me. So I don't know if they can tell it, okay, he's darker, but he's clearly my brother. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting okay. in those spaces, but then the flip of that is like, well, if you're Cuban, why aren't you light-skinned? Because I'm not, bitch, that's why. <laughs> if your yeah. dad loved your mom, why did he leave? Okay, like, I'd be wanting to say that, but I don't think. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I, I, it's just, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. To have to navigate everything, and it's like, dog, can I just chill? Like, can I just like do what I want to do? And then I'm thinking, like, um, shout out to to one of my you know Twitter friends who who's a gamer, and I heard that like the gaming community where it's, I guess the default, <sighs> the fuck the white is always the default, just sickens me, but they be trying to get the, the queer color boys out of here. And I'm like, y'all can't gatekeep everything. Y'all mm. think y'all are the default, but you're not. Like, you got to understand, like, they're, everybody deserves a seat at the table. But, like, and I'm pretty sure in the comic book world, it's that way, too, because these motherfuckers go crazy because uh, historically white character is anything but white. Y'all, y'all can't mm. stomach that shit. I'm like, these are fictional characters. Who are interchangeable, and you still have your own stories. Like that doesn't change. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just like it, it, it's it's too much. It's too much. It is truly. It is. Um, it's sickening. Uh, yeah, and and even to your point, um, I don't think I've ever been mistaken for like being Latino, but I understand. Um, like just having people in my family who are lighter skinned, that has been um, the response at times. I'm like, oh, I don't, like this is interesting. And again, it just comes down to how people perceive you. I even think of those folks who are biracial and just depending on how the genetics came out, you may look more black or you might even look more white. Um, I have a cousin and th- oh, this is so funny. We're talking about intersectionality. I have a cousin. We're the same age. I think she's a couple months older than me. She was a bully when we were kids. Me, her, and our other cousin, we're about the same age. We were maybe five years old. And my aunt sent him to the story all the time. I'm dark-skinned. Uh, the other male cousin, he was uh, probably just a little bit lighter than you. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then our the girl cousin looks like a white person. She like Her oh. mom is my aunt black woman black features and everything her father is white so she literally looks like a little white girl and uh, <laughs> and that we were approached they were like where's her parents now i was a kid so i vaguely remember the setup mm-hmm. and when the adults the adults like i'm not grown when the adults tell the story they you know keep it lighthearted. i know that had to be frustrating but I just remember us growing up in so many instances like that where they were like, oh, uh, is this your girlfriend or is this your good friend? They said, no, bitch, this is my cousin. We have <sighs> the same grandparent. Like, what are you talking about? And so just being me stark, dark, dark brown skin, her looking exactly head to toe, texture of hair, just like a white girl, me and her would get 
some of that same like issues with intersectionality, but in entirely different ways. Because in the midst of all these black ass cousins, she's sticking out like a sore thumb. But that's blood. <laughs> like it don't get no more blood than pushed out of your aunt. You know, this ain't no mama's maybe, daddy's maybe. This right. is my cousin. So that's just that's so funny to me. Again, depending on how people perceive her. You know, they're like, oh, this is different. And they can't wrap their head around it. So, oh, it is weird. It's deep. It, it, it weird. is weird. I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Like, I, okay. I mean, I'm not offended. I mean, I'm not offended because, I mean, I do speak Spanish and I am Latino. But I'm just like, it's just interesting because when, you, when you're hearing a certain people, like I said, when you're hearing the opposite of that, like, well, why are you... Latino, if you're if you're dark skinned or you're not light skinned, mm-hmm. and then that experience like jail, like okay, like do we know each other? Because mm-hmm. how, how are you just speaking Spanish to me? And my best friend cracks up every time. Like your people know you. I was like, what? I'm like, I don't know. I was about to say something inappropriate. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know those. But I don't know them. But okay. Because these are like, and typically it, it, it's split. So maybe fellow Afro-Latinos can spot out an Afro-Latino and they speak Spanish, but it's not just that. I want to say probably not even half is that. The other half are just like, I'm not going to say white Latinos, but other Latinos that I'm just like, okay, that's right. interesting. So yeah, I just it's just it, it's 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 something, and yeah. you know this is this is the world we live in, and you know it would be interesting because I, I always say this, and I hate when people have this conversation: Are you black before you're gay? Are you gay before you're black? And I had heard you know someone that we both are familiar with say. Oh on a podcast that they were gay before they were black and they they said it with such strength and like they were so proud and i'm like that that's cool for you but for me i i i don't i i can't say that and i and you know i don't know i just it 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 would mm. feel weird for me to be more proud of being gay than black. Mm. That's, That's just interesting. Wild. That's wild. Yeah, it sounds like different upbringings. Because um, I think even like pride aside, I'm visibly black right. before I'm visible. Like even if I put on a skirt and a <laughs> wig, my black skin is going to show through. Right. Like, I think I, I, that's just the way I see it is that my blackness is going to, um, that's not something I could take off. My queerness, in essence, I can, can dial it by back, like yeah. blending in, yeah, dialing it back and blending into whatever surroundings I'm in, which is a um, survival tactic that tons of gay folks, men and women and non-binary and otherwise have learned to do over the years of growing up in these weird environments. Um, so to say that, that's kind of odd to me. It was so fucking odd. I was like, nigga, are you serious? I said, okay, all right. Because I get it. Like, I get the, the whole pride thing. But then I'm, I, I side-eye certain white gays. Be, mm-hmm. And I liken them to white feminists where it's like, y'all, y'all oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm oppressed too. Well, Sally and Richard, you guys are still white. So, I mean how oppressed are you really because you're a staunch lesbian with a pantsuit or you're, you know, a limp wrist sissy. Like, I get, mm-hmm. you're still white, though. You're still white. So you mm-hmm. still benefit from that privilege. Like, yeah. anyway, miss me with that. And then on the Black side, it's like, yeah, we Black, but Black men, homophobic as hell. Black women, homophobic as hell. And it's just like, well, shit, again, we can't win for trying sometimes. Now, I'm not saying that's the case all the time, but sometimes it'd be like that. It's like, God damn, I'm catching on both ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, it's just, it's very, it's an interesting existence. I'll say that. It is, 
Um, not without it. Um, it's not boring. Even it if you sit in the house all boring. day, it's not boring. Like, <laughs> I'll say that. Um, oof. Oh, we, yeah, it's something. It's, it's something. I would even um, ask that the audience, those listening, kind of taking stock of like your own intersectionality, even if you are a heterosexual black person or mm-hmm. white person or whatever, just like taking in stock. Hey, Justin. Like, don't just, t- <laughs> hey, Justin, don't just take the conversation as us like giving our experience, like really look at yourself and see where do you fall? Like physically, do you look this certain way? Do you benefit or um, have, um, what is it? Or not benefit for lack of a better term from like colorism. Um, is there a certain accent that you have? Is something about your queerness or your otherness or even mental health show that like um, has you perceived differently than if you just sit quiet in the room? So I would I would ask that everyone kind of take in stock of where you lie on these different spectrums, even if you do have a particular privilege of being white or being straight or being male. I agree. I agree. Well, guys, it has been another great issue of Gay Side Stories Reimagined. Rain Coleman, let yeah. the listeners know where they can find you out and then take us out with something exceptional. Oh, exceptional. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Well, you guys can uh, follow me on Twitter, Carefree Blur, TikTok under the same handle. Uh, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else, but Twitter and TikTok is where you're going to find me most. Um, this show, of course, maybe back here every single month and get on that, uh, well, every single month that we have it, provided there's not other stuff going on, you know. Right. And, um, you know, check out the show. Um, something exceptional. Ooh, <clears throat> okay. Um, to everyone under the sound of our voice and everyone who has been rocking with us thus far, whether you've been here for a month or this is your first episode, just know that you are the greatest version of yourself that you can be. It's only up from there. And if you feel like there was a time in your past where you were in a better position, just understand that that time in the past was simply giving you a glimpse into how great you're going to be going forward. So I do hope that everyone's having a wonderful, exceptional, phenomenal time listening to us and that you take that good feeling and you move that forward. That's it. That's all I got. I know that's right. TD Jakes, you could never, nigga. You could never. And on that note, <laughs> we will catch you guys next time. Bye, guys. I love you.